In 2019, uh, I celebrated 10 years of my ordination and uh, I went to celebrate with uh, the other two priests of my year who I was ordained with. One of them is based in Amsterdam, so he decided he would host the three of us. So there was myself, Father Carol from Slovakia, he's the one based in Amsterdam, and there's Father Van from Africa, who's based in France. So the three of us met up in, in uh, we'd, because we never see each other we'd, since our ordination, we've been scattered, so we, we rarely meet up. So we decided we'd meet up for our t the 10th anniversary of our ordination grant. So uh, one day while there, uh, Father Carol said, look, we'll head into an adoration chapel in the center of town center of Amsterdam. We said, great, no problem at all. So we got on our bikes. Now, if you've ever been to Amsterdam, Amsterdam, is, it's, it's, it's a beautiful city. It really is. Um, and of course, it's flat out. So you can just go anywhere on a bike. There are no hills. You don't need gears or anything. You hardly even need brakes. Uh, it just, it's, just, it's, it's a great city for, for touring. More or less. We'll see where the more or less comes in in a second. Um, so we were driving, cycling through all sorts of, along by canals and over little, lovely little bridges. And, and uh, Father Carroll just pointed out something. He said, there isn't a such, like a red light district as in it's like, it's all in one area. It's kind of spread throughout the city kind of thing. So he said, wherever you see those red canopies over windows, that's where uh, those kind of um, places exist, right? That's where broth that's there the brothels basically. Uh, and it was just very interesting as we were cycling along, because whenever we'd pass them, you know, we'd, we'd say a little prayer, or I'd just throw a sneaky little blessing, you know. Um, uh, but what, what was interesting was to notice that in those areas, the, the, the more red canopies there were in front of windows, the, and pardon how, how I have to say, although I can't think of another way of saying this, but the more red canopies there were, the stronger the smell of urine there was. Right? And I thought, this is, isn't this really strange? Isn't this, why is that? And I was thinking, well, the reason that is, is, is because when people come here to Amsterdam, they come for stag parties and things like that. So they're drinking festivals and then you head off to, to the brothels like. So it's, it was, it just, it kind of, while everything looks so pretty, because it is, it's a pretty city, you know, they're big into their eco-friendly, recycle everything, um, cycle everywhere. So it's all kind of, you know, very politically correct it's a beautiful city, but it's got no soul. It's got no soul at all. Uh, it's like a really beautiful corpse. Um, it's, it was just really, it's kind of, so it's kind of sad because you know what it could be. And then when you read the history, like there were, there were amazing Catholics there for so long uh, who went across the globe as missionaries. Uh, they had such a strong church there for, for, for quite some time. After the council, then they opened around Belgium and places like that. They really fell into liturgical experimentation and everything just went belly up. Uh, so it was just interesting. I, 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 I say that because today the reading is about Noah. And it doesn't go into much detail, but it says, The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on earth and that the thoughts in his heart fashioned nothing but wickedness all day long. The Lord regretted having made man on the earth. So we might think that sounds a bit harsh, you know what I mean, like to, to, to flood the whole earth. Uh, two little details there. Uh, it says the wickedness of man was great on earth, and all he did all day was plan wickedness. Now, imagine what that's like. 
So imagine like, you know, growing up in just, a, a, if, you, if you can, imagine a really kind of a dodgy part of a city, right? Where every family is feuding against the other family and you kill my father, so I'm going to kill your son. And I live in fear then because I owe debts of whatever it is to this fella and he knows where my girlfriend lives and how she could be, you know, taken and tortured. You know, you live in this, uh, this place of constant fear and revenge and anger and violence. All right? Constant wickedness, constant fear. Right, so this is like this is this is how the Lord describes it, right? Um, so the man in his heart fashions nothing but wickedness all day long. So this is it's like a hellish existence, awful. Now, the children that grow up in that environment, what are they going to be like? Well, you would imagine children grow up, children when they're born, they're they're pure and innocent, absolutely. But they will learn what they see. And then if they grow up to be teenagers who lost their father or brother or sister in this, because of this feud with the other family, they will do the same. And so then the sin gets passed on from generation to generation. And how do you stop it? Like, How do you, how do you change that? You know what I mean? You send in a missionary and he gets killed. Okay, you send in another one and he gets ignored. How do you change that kind of mentality? So... The only person who you know, we can ever decide this, the only person who can decide this, because the only person who can decide the length of our life is God. So if he decides to do this, this must have been really the only solution. Right? At the end of the day, our lives here are limited anyway. If they're limited to 80 years or limited to 30, it's, it's God's call, and he will always do whatever uh, is the best for us in order to save us. Okay? So if the next generation becomes even more corrupt and evil and so on and so forth, it's actually again it says only God's call we can never decide oh this part of the city is awful let's blow it up of course not but it is God's call as to how long our life is okay so he decides to to flood the 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 earth or at least yeah if it's all of the earth or if it's all of the known earth that remains a topic for discussion because personally I don't think you can flood the whole earth at the same time also at this time they didn't even know that America existed, so that wouldn't necessarily have had to be flooded at all, but let's not get lost in those kind of details. Bottom line, sin had entered the world, sin had corrupted the people, things were gone so bad that God has to do a kind of a, a restart, a reboot, in order to what? In order to save souls, in order that, that those who, who, who uh, come after Noah will actually have the possibility of, of, of salvation, of heaven. Okay, so... And the reason I'm telling this story like this is this is one of those stories that, again, we often hear as children. And it's, just, it's, lovely, it's this lovely, colourful picture of a big ark and all of the animals walking in two by two and Noah's there with his big beard and he's happy out with his staff. And we forget kind of as, uh, uh, something which is very important to me to see these things from an adult's perspective. Okay? You imagine any of you at home, especially any of you who are not from a coastal town, being asked by God to build a massive boat in a field not in a port right not in a shipbuilding yard with the with the sea just 40 yards that way no in a field miles from the sea like people are going to think you're crazy so you can imagine like god gives you this call you're like oh not me please not me Ask, please ask someone else. I, I, I don't. Oh, this is going. To, this is like. What are the family going to say? What's your wife going to say? Are you sure you weren't drinking when you got this vision apparition thing to build a boat in the middle of the field? 
Are you sure you hadn't gotten too much sun that day? Were you sufficiently hydrated? You know, like, um, no, I, uh, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. I know in my heart, I, uh, this is from God. And the consequences of it are, are, are serious. Um, you can imagine, remember, this wicked, you're surrounded by this wickedness of the people as well, who then have absolutely no trouble just deriding you and taking you and your reputation and your family apart, like. And you just keep building. There you are, zzz, 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 you know, building your wee boat and throwing pitch on it inside and out so that it's be sturdy and waterproof. And then rounding up the animals. And now, of course, if he had to round them up, or if the Lord just provided that, we don't really know. Um, but there's this really simple line: Noah did all that the Lord ordered. Noah did all that the Lord ordered. There's no, there's no protest. The Lord says, Noah does. It's a, so as I say, when we read it, it just seems so easy. But in reality, I mean, again, if any of you at home as well, if you were asked to go to a city, go to, let's go to Cork City, right? Get yourself a little box and stand up there on Grand Parade and say, repent. Go to confession when the churches are open. Receive the Lord with love. Stop abusing his name. The Lord loves you with all of his heart, died on the cross for you. You know, and so on. How many of you would do it? Like, just imagine the fear you'd have. Oh my goodness, like, what will my family think? And what will people, how will people react? Well, uh, the majority will say, uh, you know, <laughs> with a Cork accent. You know, they'll, they'll, uh, we won't go into it. Uh, but, like, you know, it's not going to go down well. It's not going to go down well. But if you know when you're, if, like, if you know with certainty that the Lord has appeared to you, it's not a, just a, you know, I prayed about it this morning and I feel I should, but there was an, an actual kind of a divine revelation that this is what you should do. How many of us would say, Grand, well, if the Lord says it, I'll go. I mean, you can imagine how your heart would just sink as you think, oh my goodness. This is anything but comfortable. So when the Lord asks, often what he asks is not comfortable. It's true, it's right, but not necessarily comfortable. And so if we stay in our faith where it's comfortable, we will never achieve sanctity, we will never achieve greatness, and chances are we'll actually never achieve God's will either. Because we'll just, we'll stay, we won't move, we won't, you know, the Lord will say, and I'll be like, yeah, Lord, I'll reflect on that, and we'll see how it goes. And we don't move. So... This is, you know, when it says here, Noah had found favor with the Lord. This is why. Because he had an open and simple heart. The Lord says, Noah does. So we ask the good Lord today to renew our faith, renew our willingness to act when the Lord asks our willingness to serve, our willingness to love, our willingness to do even beyond what's comfortable. Lord, may we assist you in the renewal of your church and the renewal of the face of the earth. Amen.